Hello all, this is DJ Double E, bringing you inside the DJ studio. I'd first like to thank you for taking the time. It is truly you, the listener, that will encourage DJs alike and keep the show going. One of my goals is to try to incorporate the audience and interact as well, so you will be able to send in comments or even questions directed at myself and guest DJs. Just go to the podcast tab on my website at chicagodjfactory.com. Our first guest coming up will be DJ Brennis. Hello, hello. What's up, man? So we have here our first guest, uh, DJ Brennis. Welcome to Inside the DJ Studio, man. Uh, thank you for having me. All right, man. So uh, just to start off, man, I want to thank you again, you know, for taking the time to come on the show. You know, you and I talked a little bit beforehand, so I'm super super pumped and uh hope that you know listeners will be uh entertained so uh um yeah man just thanks for coming on oh thank you for having me no problem so like right now you know one of the things um that is everywhere you can't escape it is uh you know uh the rona you know covid19 out there we're all living in this pandemic uh for you bro as a dj you know how has that how has that affected you uh, uh, like me and you had a conversation before, uh, everything I've been doing has been put on hold, so I've just been just kicking back, working on music here at home, and relaxing, you know, and also working my day job as well. Yeah, man, I feel you, uh, you know, bookings are down on, on my end, um, you know, even just parties in general, so, you know, it, it's kind of down, but again, like how you said, it gives me an opportunity uh, you know, to just kind of work more on, on the craft here. Um, and I, the other day I, I saw the the wedding singer and I, you know, um, was reminded of all these 80s songs. So, you know, I spent a couple hours building up a playlist. I got upwards of like a hundred, a hundred songs and I'm, I'm going to work on an 80s pop mix, which is, you know, kind of random uh, for me. Uh, but it's just something new. So it's kind of forcing me to kind of explore and get out of my comfort zone. How about you? Yeah, same here. Same here. Um, you know, my usual comfort zone right now is uh, a lot of the Spanish uh, music. I do a lot of Latin, um, but I've been going back to that old school house, uh, freestyle, you know, and all that for right now, you know, just, you know, trying to expand myself more than what I was. I feel you, man. So like right now, just for, you know, people that are listening, I mean, what, uh, you know, uh, got a message you know anything you just want to say say that uh people listening right now uh dealing with all this yeah just uh stay home stay safe you know do what you got to do keep your head keep your head up yeah man uh pretty much that's all you can do at this point right um it's we've been doing this for a while uh you know in quarantine so you know it's it it, it sucks but again you know uh words of encouragement, you know, to friends and family, you know, uh, whether it's sending somebody a text message, letting them know uh, you're thinking of them or, you know, memes, you know, me and my, my daughters, we <laughs> send each other memes uh, uh, all the time. So, uh, yeah, for you guys listening, yeah, just be safe out there. Now, uh, Brenna's here to the good stuff. Um, you know, for myself, even though I'm a DJ, I consider myself a fan of other DJs first. You know, any anytime I get a chance to meet somebody else, uh, you know, who DJs, I like to just, you know, kick back, shoot the breeze, pick their brains, uh, all that, all that kind of stuff. So for you, for you, Brennis, what, when was your introduction to the craft? When did you 
get that point in your life where you're like, man, I want to be a DJ or this is like something I want to do? Uh, I started off a long time ago. Uh, I was pretty much a kid. You know, my uncle was a local DJ. I used to help him out, carry around crates. Um, you know, help him set up and everything. A few times, you know, when he wasn't home, I would just start messing around with his equipment without him knowing. Until he caught me one day, you know, and he, uh, he's the one that encouraged me to keep going, you know, and uh, I just kept at it, you know, from there. So, you know, I, I, everybody is going to have have a different story. So that's interesting because, you know, usually that's that's the case what you hear uh, of, of most DJs, right? Uh, a relative or a friend, uh, you know, had either the equipment or somebody stumbled upon some vinyl. It usually goes back back to vinyl. For me, I I, I was I was a late bloomer, so I you know I was working on controllers and CDJs and stuff like that. But for you, do you remember like the the first piece of equipment that you owned that you called yours that you could use to DJ with? Uh, yeah, it was uh two Gemini mic uh, CDJs and um, a Behringer mixer. It was my first setup. And then how was that with you in the beginning? I mean, were you able to just kind of hit the ground running or was there a difficulty? Because I know like when I got my first piece of equipment, I was so excited, right? Like in my mind, I had this idea of like, all right, it's going to come in. I got all these songs in my head and I'm going to just like start making mixes. And it was like, not even that, man. It was hard. Like, you know, I, I never had, you know, went to school. I mean, where do you go to DJ school, you know? So I'm trying to like understand and it just wasn't that easy. So it was very kind of frustrating for me and never having really worked with equipment before I bought my first piece. I wasn't even familiar with like the ins and outs of what buttons do what and, you know, how to manipulate songs and things like that. So how, how was it for you when, when you got that equipment? Uh, it was a little bit easier since I did start off with vinyl at first. So um, it was a lot easier. It was almost the same, similar uh, only difference is that you know your plate on your CDJs don't spin like the vinyl does. That's the only difference on it for me. And so yeah, I'm sure there was like a a, a familiarity or like a comfort factor, right? Coming up on vinyl, you had to have like something spinning or just that kind of texture or motion, right? You know. Right, right. So when you were um starting out on vinyl, what what do you think was probably the hardest thing for you to learn? Like you know, like what. What was the trick that once you figured that part out, you're like, oh, I got this? Uh, it's looping. Uh, going back to looping a track, you know, manually uh, on vinyl. Oh. It's very, very difficult. It's not uh, something easy that you can do. But um, you're able to manipulate it, you know, if you keep practicing on it, you know, just keep improving. Yeah, because I could imagine, you know, when you say looping, obviously with me um, on the CDJ, it was either, you know, you had the in and out button. So you could do it on the spot. And then even now with the controller, it's automatic. So I can you can do the straight in and out or you can hit an auto at, at however many uh, bars. Right. But with right. vinyl, how did you did you have to mark the vinyl or how did you know where and how to how to loop or was that through the mixer? Well, uh, I had my vinyls marked, you know, they, they're always marked to where I'm going to do my loops. And uh, as soon as I hit that mark, I will start looping it on, on the vinyl. 
Okay. I mean, yeah, see, those are things that I'm not even familiar with. So I have even a greater appreciation for you, man, and what you do and just a a better and greater appreciation for our friendship too, man, because, uh, uh, um, you know, just to have uh, that, that common interest and, and uh, add more to the circles is always great. Now, um, you know, you said you uh, came across DJing through your uncle. Um, now, what other influences or who, what other DJs, uh, you know, when you first started out or, or knew you wanted to be DJ, who, who else influenced you or did you or did you follow or want to be like? Oh, man, uh, I used to follow Bad Boy Bill a lot. Bad Boy Bill definitely used to follow him a lot. So uh, as well as Tin Spinner Shomer and also Eddie B. House, which um, I have gotten the chance to DJ with Eddie B. House at two separate occasions already which you know it's an honor to dj with a legend from chicago i bet man so you know um i i'm familiar with that name eddie b house i I mean i don't know him personally but uh i grew up listening to the the local mix uh house uh tapes and then the local freestyle and again yeah i said tapes people you heard it um back back in those days it was actual cassettes uh that (laughs) that you would purchase and uh you know i I was just talking about this with somebody the other day man dude these mixtapes and we're talking like the 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 90s were 20 dollars a pop man i mean that that's expensive for 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 a cassette but uh i used to spend a lot i spend a lot of my money on that so um um do you you got any 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 interesting uh uh stories or anything you could share about working with uh eddie b house Oh, man, um, to be honest with you, I was nervous the first time I was going to spin with him. Um, you know, I even told him, dude, I'm nervous. I don't want to mess up. And he, he told me, you got this, bro. You got this. Uh, I, I hear you on your uh, your lives on Facebook. And I know you got this. And, you know, it was really encouraging, you know, working with him. And you know, for him to tell me that I had it, you know, like, you know, made me realize I can do this. You know what? That's uh, that is awesome to hear, man. I, and I'm gonna tell you a couple of reasons why. One is I've always loved Eddie B. House, just you know the way he mixed. So, and then to hear that he was encouraging, as opposed to like a jerk, is 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 great. And then, uh, and the and the reason for that is, man, I'll tell you when that when I was starting out, or I mean, I was young when I knew I wanted to be a DJ. But like, I would go to nightclubs or any uh, any event that had a DJ, and I I was the guy in the background trying to see what they were doing, right? What kind of equipment they used, how I was listening to the music and seeing what buttons they they were touching or how they were mixing and blending. And, you know, I, I try to strike up conversations. You know, I want to be some, some, some weird creepo, right? Um, but a lot of them, when I would ask them questions, they would be either rude to me, um, dis- dismissive. I mean, I-, I went to a couple of DJs and was like, look, man, I'll do whatever you need. I'll, I'll work for you. I'll-, I'll haul your equipment just if you could let me follow you around and watch and learn from you. And, and-, and not a single one, um, you know, ever extended a courtesy to me. So to hear that uh, not only, you know, that he was encouraging to, you know, to, to do a good job, but he- even was acknowledging your work. Hey, I, I saw you on Facebook Live, and, and you you do awesome. And I bet that worked wonders for your ego too, right? You you probably killed it that night. Oh yeah, we killed it that night, man. I we had a great time, we had a blast, and you know, I'm just uh, hoping to do it again with them, you know. And so then, with that, with with that being said, what advice would you give? What do you what would you say to a young DJ? Like somebody came up to you and was like, Brennis, man, you're uh, I love what you do. Uh, uh I want a DJ too. What what would you say to them? 
I, w- I will say to them, you know what, you got to have heart and you got to have the passion for it. it. Don't waste your time doing something you're not very serious on. If you are serious, keep working on it. Don't quit. You know, um, just don't give up if you're really, really serious. If you aren't, you know, then it's not for you. You know what? Uh, I totally agree with that 100%. I remember when I was uh, going to buy my first piece of equipment, I, I wasn't going to go all out and buy like the greatest thing out there, all the bells and whistles, because even though I knew I wanted to be a DJ and that, that was that was something I loved, I didn't know if I was going to be good at it and if I if I would actually like it when I came time to do it, right? So I, I bought a, a cheaper piece of equipment and it was really hard. But you know what? Like you said, I didn't give up. I was very serious about it. And that's what I would tell people too is it is practice. You know, we, I'm sure you've had a session or where someone comes up to you is like, man, you killed it. Like, how do you do that? And sometimes people think it's easy, right? Like, oh, we just push buttons. Like sometimes you're so good that you make it look easy, right? Like you could, there are certain mixes we could do right in our sleep. And people think it's easy, and it's like, nah, man, that's hours and hours and hours of work. Like, you know how many times we've listened to that song over and over and over and over again, right? At different parts, just trying to understand it and learn it, you know? Yep. Um, so, yeah, man, uh, just, I, I guess you could translate that in sports, right? When when you see somebody make uh, turn a double play, it looks easy. But, dude, no one watches them practice. And, you know, I come home from work, any free time, I'm DJing. I'm listening to songs. You know, I'm checking out other DJs. So, uh, you know, right on to what you said, man, uh, um, right there. So uh, next question, bro. Uh, and again, man, hey, appreciate it. That, that was some good stuff right there. Great, great advice, man. It's good to hear, too, that, that you wouldn't be dismissive, but in- encouraging. So amen, brother. Um, now, what kind of what was your main influence um, when you became a DJ in terms of music type? Like, what was the, the first? type of music that you heard that you correlated with DJ? Oh, that would be freestyle, my brother. I'm a big freestyle <laughs> freestyle fan right here. Uh, that Chicago heartthrob, man. You know, you oh, know what's yeah. funny is you either love it or you hate it is, is usually the, the feel I get. Or people think it's rap music. Oh, rap freestyle. I'm like, nah, man. I'm talking no. Chicago heartthrob. Okay. So what was your first what was the first freestyle mix that you heard? First freestyle mix I heard was actually uh, Eddie B. House's um, uh, local freestyle mixes. And then that's where you're like, this is what I'm doing. Yes. That's what's up, man. Yeah, I mean, I really I really do enjoy freestyle as well myself. You know, to be honest, when I first came across it, I was like, ugh, I hated this. When I came across a tape, I'd be like, oh, it's a mixtape. And then it's freestyle. I'm like, eh. And I actually have a cousin, DJ First. I, I hope I get to interview him coming up in one of these uh, uh, near uh, episodes. But um, he had made a freestyle mix. And I'm like, I got to listen to it because he made it, right? And even the first time, I was like, eh. And maybe the third or fourth time, I kid you not, man, I was like, they're speaking to me, right? Like, you can just relate to everything, man, good and bad. So uh, I fell in love with freestyle in that in that, in that that way. Um so what other um, uh, DJs do you uh, like the way that they mix freestyle? Uh, the uh, Tinsman is Shomer. He's a legend on freestyle. Don't get me wrong. I love the way he snaps on freestyle. Uh, I've heard uh, Juan Big Perez, um, Sad Girl CDs as well. You know, uh, I'm a fan. Don't get me wrong. I'm a fan of his. Um, also, I've, I've heard... Um, 
a few underground DJs, uh, like my guy Suave. Suave, he um, he had a freestyle CD that he made a long time ago, and I ended up running into it at uh, at a store at um, Stratford Mall here in Chicago, and I bought it and I jammed out to it big time. And this is way before I met Suave. So where's the where's the CD now, my friend? Ah, uh, that CD is missing now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I do, cannot find that CD do, anywhere. Does Suave have a copy of that mix? Bro, Suave don't didn't even know it was being sold. Oh my goodness. So okay. So this is one thing that I hope to gain out of uh these podcasts here as well is reconnecting with lost music, okay? Um you know, uh, and I just want to say for the record in a, in a legal manner, uh we don't want to promote any kind of uh pirating um, or, uh, you know, exchanges of music uh, like that. But, you know, DJs, we all have a code, you know, right? We all have a code. So, uh, but yeah, man, we want to find this stuff. We want to find this stuff, definitely. And um, um, I'm kind of there with you in terms of the other freestyle DJs. I, you know, I didn't realize uh, you said Tim Spinning Shomer. I mean, I, I may have heard one or two uh, mixes before. So I'm gonna have to go back and check that out, uh, uh, um, what, you know, with him. So, Next question here, man. I'm sure you do. You've uh, aside, uh, you've done a variety of gigs. I take it, um, probably yes. wet weddings, clubs. Uh, I mean, weddings, I've DJ'd DJ a, a baby shower before, man. I mean, uh, people will find a reason to have a DJ, man. And and if they got one, I'm there. I'll tell you that right now. Right, um, right. So when you when you're doing a, a gig, you know, uh, basically you're DJing for money at whatever capacity. Uh, what are what are some pet peeves you have? Like what 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 would you want people to know? Because I'm sure a lot of people don't realize, you know, uh, how to deal with the DJ the right way. Um, what what what's what's a couple things, or at least the main thing you could think of that you would want people to know or message to get across uh, when they're somewhere where there's a DJ. Well, um, one thing is don't put your phone in the DJ's face. Uh, that's one of my biggest pet peeves anywhere I go. Um, also, you know, if you if you request a song, don't expect me to play it right right away for you. You know, I have to play for everybody else, not just that one person. Uh, it is an event, you know. Um, and if I do have it in my library, I will play it for you. If I don't, you know, I'm sorry, but at these events, we are not connected to Wi-Fi, so um, we're not able to download on the right on the go, you know. So. A lot of us don't have that option at any of these events. So we're working whatever we have already in our library. Right. So basically, um, right, don't put the phone in the face and don't expect your song to be played right away. You know, I mean, that's that's probably right up there with, with one of mine's uh, too. Um, and, and I do have, um, you know, some sympathy because – you know, people don't realize, you know, the, you know, we're, there's timing involved, right? You know, we, or we may be struggling to find the next song and we have a small window of opportunity that we know where there's a break that we can mix in the next cut, right? And the worst is when you miss that window, right? That window of opportunity and it just screws your whole flow up. And um, I mean, I'm not saying there's anything wrong. I mean, there is, right? But a good DJ can recover from that, right? I mean, we can we can make a mistake and probably no one will be the wiser in the way that we recover. But it's not fun, man, you know? And um, um, people are paying us to DJ. You know, if, if you want a request and get a ju- 
jukebox is what I say. Yeah, I agree with you on that, but you know, it depends on on the venue. You know, if you're doing like a wedding kitchenetta, I'm all for taking requests uh, from guests as long as you know it's appropriate for you know that type right. of event. Right, uh, and you know, what? With, with that being said, I, I I let me rephrase what I had said too is exactly because I'm not saying I would never refuse a request, but there are certain times where you you don't request and you do it again, like a quinceanera or a wedding. Absolutely. And, and um, you know, and again, if it's in the library, I'll play, it. you know, it's family friendly. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm right with you uh, uh, there, man. Um, so yeah, the phone's in the face and then, and then the request. Yeah. The worst is when you don't play it right away and they give you the stink eye the whole night and you're afraid to look up. Cause every time you look up they're eyeballing you like, and then you could see their mouths like, you're going to play my song. You're going to play my song. And it's like, dude, like, and some, sometimes they request the weirdest things like uh, Enter Sandman by Metallica. Like, bro, <laughs> it's a good song. Don't get me wrong, but I can't play this, you know, on the dance floor. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it has to be a time. There's a time and a place for that type of music. Uh, like I said, you know, it's not, you know. No, if you're at a wedding, it's not a place. That's more of a bar scene, you know, type of music. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it is like you said. It, it depends on the type of event that you're doing. Um, when I can, I always like to bring somebody with me to work as a buffer. You know, um, it's great when I can bring my brother along, or or somebody that. Uh, you know, right, exactly, a buffer. You know, someone comes up and they stop them and they can feel their requests or inquiries and let let me do my job, you know what I'm saying? Um, so it, it gets tricky, but, again, a good DJ has, has the right temperament and mindset going in to deal with people of all types, especially if you've done a wedding, right? You, you, you've worked with – if you can work with a bride and keep her happy, then you can probably do anything, I, I'd say, right? Right, right. So let me ask you this, Brennis. Um, one of the things, you know, with DJing, um, there's all different kinds of music that we're going to play depending on, you know, like you said, if we're at a bar, a wedding, about Diso, or, you know, a parade or a festival. But if you were to just DJ for fun, you say you're in your bedroom or your garage or whatever, and you're just in the mood to jam, what's the top five tracks that you probably would start it off with right now? Oh, man. That's an easy one. It would be The Percolator, uh, Paul Johnson, Down, and um, Back by Popular Demand by Tyree Cooper. The first three tracks I would start it off with. Hey, you know, it's funny that because you named the names, it's as a DJ, do you got people that will call you out of the blue? Like, hey, who sings that one song? what's that name again or who's that group or they'll sing it to you. And like, we already, po we'll pop it off real quick. Yeah. I get that a lot. <laughs> yeah, man. That's funny. Like we're like the dictionaries for people. Uh, I mean, now with, with, with the, the smartphones, I mean, I mean, you got Shazam and all that, but I mean, there's, especially with uh, Chicago house and freestyle, uh, a lot of that stuff isn't like out there. Um, maybe you can find some stuff on YouTube. So some of that more obscure stuff, but it's still popular, you know, uh, you know, with a certain uh, a group, um, you know, we'll, we'll know that stuff. So, oh yeah. Uh, so here we're, we're kind of getting down to the end here, man. So, you know, there's a few things that I just, uh, you know, want to close out with. And um, one, one thing here is man, um, 
How do you look at DJing from when you first started versus now in terms of like your passion for it and the state of it? Like, uh, um, you know, are a lot of DJs just kind of fake and phony or is there like a resurgence coming back of just kind of people taking it serious? And, and you know what I mean? Well, myself, you know, I, I'm taking it very seriously, but, you know, there is a few out there, you know, that are just starting off. Um, they don't have, they don't have the background of it. Um, they just think they buy it, they can buy a laptop, a controller and get it going that way. Uh, that's not how it works. It takes years and years of practice, you know, and um, to get as good um every day you have to keep practicing you know i'm not knocking anybody's business um they can keep doing what they're doing just remember uh if you can't mix on vinyl cdjs then you need to go back and practice on your craft and stay off the controllers okay i hear you man straight up okay wise wise words from uh a seasoned, accomplished DJ, DJ Brennis. All right, so let me ask you this right now: what's what's your preferred gear? What kind of what what kind of headphones are you using right now? Uh, I use uh, the Pioneers uh, fifteen hundred uh, headphones. You know they are they are pretty much you know they they remove all the sound from anywhere. You know, like I, I'm I'm able I'm able to hear the track clearly at a loud spot. You know they. They pretty much drown out whatever's going on around me. Okay. Um, that's on the headphone. Uh, I still prefer to use, you know, CDJs or uh, vinyl. I have uh, something I bought a while back ago. And again, going back to Eddie B. House, he was selling a Newmark V7, which is like another controller. But this is a little more forward. It's... um. Pretty much two decks separate. There's no mixer to it. I have to hook it up to an external mixer. So I like using it because it's just like vinyl. The plates move and everything, and I, I can scratch and all that on it. So I, I enjoy it, you know, but I actually prefer to go to vinyl and, you know, a regular mixer. Gotcha, man. Now, next question here is that you do have that what's what's your preferred uh uh, uh interface uh, uh you know tractor virtual dj serato what do you what are you working with i work with uh serato i i've been using it for years now and i, I love it you know uh, i've i've had dabbled with uh virtual dj you know um like i said a lot of uh, i know a lot of other djs that use it you know and no, they've asked me to jump on their on their program, and I'm not I'm not afraid to jump on anything. So like, I get down. <laughs> hey, bro, there you go. You said it. I like that quote. I'm not afraid to jump on anything, man. See, and that's that's what makes a good DJ, man. You know, you don't run from it, man. You just take it take it head on, bro. See, Brennan's that's that's man. Uh, I pre- I appreciate that. Um, so next question here is where can we uh, find your mixes? Where do you keep the majority of your content that uh, uh, our audience can uh, uh, listen to? Uh, I used to keep my content on SoundCloud, but right now I'm keeping everything. Everything is going up to mixcloud.com forward slash DJ Brennis. You can find everything from Norteñas, Cumbias, Reggaeton, House, and Freestyle on that. You know, I have 
different genres. I, I love all types of music. Doesn't matter what it is. You know, I just love doing it, you know. So I do make I do make mixes, you know, for my public. Okay, there you go, man. Uh, Mixcloud um, and that's DJ Brennison. So what I'm going to do is uh, at the end of each um, interview here, um, for example, for you, um, I'll be posting links to some of your mixes um, and also some information about you on my website, uh, which is chicagodjfactory.com, and that would be on the podcast tab. All right, my man, DJ Brennan's dude, again, thank you so much. It's It's been a pleasure, man. We could go on for hours here just talking shot, man, um, but I think we got a lot of a lot of good content here. Our, our audience should be, be pleased, and then, man, we'll have to get together soon once this whole thing is done and just have some sick jam sessions or sometime sooner and just have six-foot uh, jam sessions, man. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a plan, my brother. All right, man. You take care, bro. Man, love you. Stay safe. Talk to you soon, man. You as well, my brother. Peace out. All right, ladies. Just want to take a quick second again to thank you guys for tuning in uh, and checking out the show. Uh, shout out to my boy DJ Brennis again, bro. I really appreciate you coming on from the bottom of my heart. Just being real, you know, putting yourself out there and just allowing people to get an inside look um, to get to know you, but also what it's like uh, to be a DJ. Uh, we hope to have another episode here and another interview in the next two to three weeks. Uh, so stay tuned, guys. Be safe. I'm out.